2: And uh, good morning from the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Nice to have you along here. Yes, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Happy uh,
3: Groundhog Day. Yes.
2: Now, what was the word? I, I think uh, I got it.
3: I've got the, oh, the updated information. Okay. Three groundhogs have emerged from their little dens. Yes. One in Nova Scotia. One um, in Puxatane.
2: Puxatane, Phil. Thank you. Yeah.
3: And Whyerson War. Willie. Willie, thank you.
2: <laughs> you've got it all, as you said. Yes. You you carry on with all that wonderful Two research out of you've done.
3: Three of the groundhogs <laughs> did <laughs> not see their shadows, <laughs> and therefore, spring is right around the corner. The, um, the, the one out in Nova Scotia yeah. saw its shadow. Do you know I don't believe it. I, either. I, I, I think. I think
2: all those little groundhogs are liars. Oh. They are liars, they are, and they never brush their well, teeth. Well, if somebody goes and yeah. wakes
3: them up. I mean, would they naturally go up? You know,
2: go Exactly, on. exactly. They're, they're, nice. fed, they're fed what they, it powers they're the powers the bees. want to them. do. Yeah. <laughs> Get out there and tell them it's going to be an early spring. Early you know? spring yeah. gets
3: everybody excited, sure. though. Go, don't you think on these cool days? Oh, man,
2: I'm telling you, it's really cold. It is. Took took me forever to warm the car. Well, I was coming into the station parking lot by the time the car started to give off some heat. It was nuts. <laughs> well, well, long Yes, Uh, let me give the phone numbers here because you've got a whack of uh, information to pass along, your announcements and such. Uh, Phone numbers for the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show, 416-360-0740 in the Toronto area. And then anywhere else in the province, 1-866-740-4740 to speak to the Darling of the Daisies, the guru of the garden. And here she is with her little update.
3: (laughs) Thank you so much, Mr. Mm. Proctor.
2: Yeah, welcome.
3: I pay him a lot of money to say this stuff. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> okay, it's just a, a one very important update is that on the half hour coming up, we have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Becky Fox will be joining us, the editor-in-chief of Garden Making Magazine. Uh, so we'll you know obviously hear a lot from her about what's going on because she'll be at Canada Blooms, so of course we need to talk about Canada Blooms as well. But in the meantime... Plan to attend Toronto Botanical Gardens Travel Night. Uh, That's this Thursday? Yes, it is. This Thursday, February the 7th. It's the next best thing to a trip to the tropics. Enjoy a TBG lecture, uh, travel fair, and more. The fun starts at 530 Join renowned garden writer and uh, master gardener and tour leader Lorraine Flanagan for the globe-trotting gardener. It's a fun-filled look at some of the world's best garden travel destinations. So, of course, that's Toronto Botanical Gardens Lawrence and Leslie in Toronto. The lecture starts at 7.30, doors open at 5.30. You know, it's completely free to TBG members and it's adult admission of $25. Sunday, February the 10th. The Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is meeting at 1 p.m., also at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. In that case, plan to enjoy a presentation about the founder of North Carolina State University Arboretum, J.C. Ralston, and the plants he introduced, presented by Bobby Ward. So that's 1 o'clock next Sunday. And uh, the following Monday, uh, February 11th, the Agent Court Garden Club will have their monthly meeting it's at 8 p.m. The speaker is Kathy Cosma, and her topic is The Importance of Being, hmm. referring, of course, to bees and hives. And Of course. I, I knew we were you You know had that. to
2: explain that to me because you saw me and I was going, what? Well,
3: the Importance <laughs> of Being. It's a kind of a cute title, yeah. but you have to see it written out, I think, mm-hmm. to really get it. But Kathy is a, an apiary
2: apiculturist she has beehives correct okay. uh,
3: and has for many years like yeah. she's really she knows a lot about bees she's a very interesting person and does a great presentation so totally worth checking out Kathy And her importance of being presentation at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue in Agent Court. The entrance is from the rear parking lot, and the access to that is of Rural Avenue, the first street on the right going north from Shepherd Avenue. Free parking and refreshments. Everyone is welcome.
2: Okay. And, you know, this is a true little thing. I'm going to tell you here very quickly. I hope it's true. Yep. A sergeant. On the Niagara police force, I shall—I won't give his last name—but Paul is his name. Mm. He has become a beekeeper, mm. and he's probably one of the only people I—I I, I know that—and it's a riot to hear him describe this. How he actually gave artificial—what um, do you call it—to a, 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 a resuscitation oh, to, really? to a bee, CPR to yeah, a bee to a bee. <laughs> Mike, and—and the thing came back. Wow! How did he? I—I I don't know. His tiny little hands. I don't know what. Yeah, but he got down there and.
3: Yeah, you just blew. He, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: just blew it. And, and revived a little bee that was stunned. You know, like what? It yeah.
3: ran into a wall? Like, yeah. why was it stunned? What, I, what happened? I,
2: I have no idea. But oh. i got to get there. I need the right whole you story. Know well, I'll get him on the air one time. But we'll, That's a
3: good idea. Yeah. Let's talk about
2: we'll, the, yeah, we'll the do importance
3: it. of being and keeping the bees yeah. buzzing.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the hives just thinking about no, it. No, oh, you're my God. not. It's 9 <laughs> 13, and we've got to scoot because uh, we have callers online already. Yes, we do. Okay? All righty. Back in just a moment after our producer, the big Dan Ellison himself, will get these words on the air And at 9.15, a little reminder that when you do call, or our our little mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. And please let us know if you're a first-time caller, because then you will receive this. Yes. Which is your wings. That's right. Clarence. That's right.
3: I have Clarence with me I know I
2: don't have to ring the chimes here for uh, Enos, who's on the line from Scarborough. She's a regular caller. Good morning, Enos. Good
5: morning. I didn't get through last time. (laughs)
2: There you go Good morning Uh,
5: About Mm mandevilla and diplodinia Mm -hmm. Now they have to be cut down uh, or trimmed in February
3: Yes, or early March
5: Now they're growing like crazy
3: Okay, well if you need to trim them now, you can
5: And like the mandevilla, it's quite woody How far down can I go?
3: Well, remember, I mean, both the Mandevilla and the diplodenia are tropical plants that grow as a vine. And we keep them over winter with the intention of taking them back outside in the summer because they're beautiful, like I said, vining, twining plants with with tubular pink and red flowers, so very attractive to hummingbirds, and they're just a really pretty plant to have in the garden. Now, of course, the lower light levels in your house causes them to really have some long, stretchy, uh-huh. thin, long growth. And that can get very messy and quite out of control. What I tend to do at some point, and whether you'll do it uh, now or you can wait, is I do a, quite a hard cutting back on those plants. Uh, bring I would be t- taking it right back. Now, you're right. It's a lot of woody growth from the base. Yeah. But remember, you can cut back as much as a third of that plant. But remember, you need to ensure there's at least a few leaves left on it it 's got a, a little yeah. bit bit of green left on it, yeah otherwise it'll just go into shock and, and go dormant on you and you yeah. know so cut back hard but don't don't hesitate to you know maybe cut back hard on one side if all the leaves are only on the tips one side, then give it a few uh, ten days or so until some new little green spouts sprouts start to come off the the cut back side and then hard cutting on the other side
5: yeah is there any way of uh like, they start to the flower quite late,
3: mm-hmm.
5: but that's the problem. So, like, when the Diplodinia was in full bloom, I had to bring it in
3: because,
5: right. you know, it was too late already in the season.
3: It does have to do with the light levels that they receive and, of course, we and the heat value. So, try and get them out as early as you can and yeah. out into the bright sun as early as you can, keeping in mind that, obviously, you don't want them out if it's less than sort of five or six degrees and you don't go straight into the sun when you it's take right, them out. Yeah. Start in the shade and move slowly into the sun.
5: And that will make them flower earlier.
3: That's right. That's what it's all about. And, of course, you'll you'll be fertilizing uh, every two weeks at that time oh, yes. as well. Yes.
2: Yeah.
5: Okay. okay. You know
3: what you're doing.
5: Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks, Enos. Have a good day.
2: You too. Thank you very much, and thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Uh, next to join us, Charlie, is Anne calling in from Toronto. Hi, Anne. Good morning. Good morning. Morning.
6: Uh yes, I we have a, a dwarf palm uh, Neisan Bella.
2: Mhm.
6: And it's uh we've had it for about uh oh, 15 years mm-hmm. and it's right up to the ceiling now. It's so tall.
3: <laughs> it doesn't and sound like can, a dwarf palm at all. <laughs>
6: uh, can we uh cut off the top branches so it'll get fuller on the bottom? No. No.
3: No, because that's where you're grow- The top branches, the tallest branches are the youngest branches. I see. Right? Yes. So you start trimming that off. Now, I, it, honestly, the palm's actual growing tip is down deep inside the center of the plant. I see. So, I mean, I guess theoretically you could cut off those taller fronds, but you yeah. have to know that the next ones coming are going to just be taller. I see. That's the limiting factor of the of the palm. It won't bush out at the base. It what it what it's doing at the base now is what it will do. The one thing that could happen is that a little daughter plant. Do you see any opportunity to split the plant up, or is it just? Got I don't the, know.
6: We've never uh, repotted hmm. it or anything. Do, do you do that with this kind of a plant? Repotted, or you just leave it grow?
3: Well, I mean, it, it, it will be happier, healthier, and more bountiful in its growth if you do repot it. Now, maybe that's exactly what you don't want to do because it's already outgrown its welcome in your home. Yes. Um, what I'd be inclined to do is let it let it do its thing for the next few months, you know, even if it is hitting the ceiling. And then why not take it outside for the summer? Find a real nice spot to have it out in the garden as a, as a really strong tropical focal point in your garden. And then, you know, throughout the summer, see if you can find somebody who has a big tall ceiling and can take it off your hands or, you know, a home for it at the local library or school or hospital, someplace like that. Oh. And if you can't get rid of it, then just let frost kill it next, next winter.
6: I see. That would be I, my you impulse. you put it in the sun or the shade outside? You would start
3: okay. in the shade. In the shade. Uh, Yep, always in full shade. And then as the plant gets more acclimatized to being outside, you could move it into a spot where it gets half day sun, like morning sun and evening or afternoon shade, or dappled sun and shade. Uh, Full sun, I think you'd find it would get quite quite crispy and toasted. Yes. Okay.
6: Yes. Uh, Well, we tried to move it one time in a different spot. But it, it didn't like that at all. So we brought it back to the same, and it seems to survive. Yeah. Well, it is surviving in the the spot where we have it. You know, yeah, it's up yeah. north in uh, Victoria Harbour.
3: Oh right. Okay. You
6: see, but uh, huh. I was just concerned whether it could cut it off, and but you say no, don't do that.
3: No, that won't. You won't gain anything by doing that.
6: Uh huh. Okay, and mm. it won't gain anything by repotting it either.
3: Other than to get bigger.
6: To get bigger. <laughs> <what you> <laughs> Okay, okay. Thanks, thanks, Charlie, and I'm a first-time caller. Oh, there wait a call. minute, and
2: There you are.
6: Thank you, Frank. Okay, you're thanks welcome. for
2: calling. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Uh, yes, indeed. That's, that's fun. Another angel has her wings. It's uh, 9.20, in fact, 9.21 here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. I'm Frank Proctor. And... You know, you, with thoughts of early spring possible mm-hmm. with the help of Wyatt and Willie and the rest of the Groundhogs, mm-hmm. I naturally gravitate towards summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to think, you know, now is a good time to really start exercising because I want to look good in my speedo. <laughs> and uh, I think oh, I'm you better...
3: probably look good in a speedo. In oh, I
2: look. I bet you. Yeah. So I'm going to start working out right now, sitting down though. Yes. And I'm just, yes. A I'm little just bit of stretching,
3: push-ups, push-ups from up, the uh, table. Okay, just be careful right. you don't hit your forehead.
2: There. That's on uh, the, <laughs> the mic. Line, the <laughs>
3: mic. <laughs> Why is Frank stretching and <laughs> exercising in the studio? Good question. But I can answer it. And that is that Frank wants to feel better. I do. And he does feel better. He's pain free. He's got no aches and stiffness. And he's able to maintain all his favorite activities. Exactly. Like prancing around in Speedos. <laughs> what a, you what like a that vision. Thought, don't you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, uh, okay, the real point of all this is that Frank and I, I don't know, I'm going to start giggling, both take Sierracil, which is a completely natural mineral supplement which keeps us pain-free. Exactly. And you can learn more about Sierracil by going to their website, sierrasil.ca, sorry, laughing, one joint 14 or pick up Sierra Sill at Hooper's Pharmacy on Main Street in North Brampton, or wait, Hooper's Pharmacy Street in Brampton. <laughs> uh,
2: well, we've solved that problem, haven't we? S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.
1: Don't change the radio station just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And happy to tell you that Charlie has regained her faculties.
1: Oh, yeah. unlike
2: you. <laughs> <I>. <laughs> yeah, old stalwart here. Them, yeah, kept them well in control. <laughs> anyway, we're we're all set to answer other questions. You have a little bit of information first, though, I do believe, huh?
3: I do. But did you want to give the numbers for anybody who oh, wants yeah. to put that in their speed dial or Absolutely. memory in their phone?
2: Absolutely. Okay, Toronto. We live in Toronto uh, in the GTA sort of thing. 416-360-0740. And if you're anywhere else in the province why it's toll free one 740 4740
3: okay charlie all right so this, this is a great little tidbit i picked up mm. remember i was telling you that toronto botanical gardens is hosting a travel night yeah. and there'll be you know lectures and travel companies and everybody's going to be talking about gardens and travel well here's something else some folks don't have to travel too far for a bit of the outdoors this winter Cornell University students in Ithaca, New York, find solace in the Chin and Mann Library lobbies, as well as Duffield Hall and the Physical Sciences Building, where, believe it or not, newly installed sod sections are accompanied by potted plants and comfy chairs. This encourages the students to lounge during stressful study times. Uh This idea came out of the school's Department of Design and Environmental Analysis. So, of course, that just... And when Marilyn went out the door after her show, before Mm -hmm. ours, Marilyn said, you know, I've got this orchid, it's blooming, it's so beautiful. Uh, Somebody who's working with her has got a real green thumb, and it's got a lot of green things now in her shop. And I said, and doesn't that just improve your day? And she said, oh my gosh, does it ever. It's just being around living things is such an... Healthy Yeah, and it, it's like this qualitative thing that goes on in our lives, that we just feel better. We, we're obviously breathing more oxygen, but we're feeling more up, more happy, more more all-round uh, sort of together in the dark days, even though it is Groundhog Day of winter. So I thought that was kind of cool. That at Ithaca, New York, they laid sod in the library so you can, like, hang out on the on the lawn there and read a book and chill out.
2: Excellent. Yeah, yeah right? that's, that's, that's something really worth pondering for a bit, huh? Yes. I uh, do believe uh, we have... Um,
3: our special guest.
2: Uh, oh, oh, do you want to go? I, I think we have one call f- okay, that we should get to first, fine. possibly. Okay. You do like to control things, don't you? Well, we? all yeah. right. John in Guelph. I've saved your bacon here, because Charlie was going to go to, directly to our guest, but I said, no. Let <laughs> us talk to, talk to John. How are you doing, John? Not bad this morning, mate. Good.
7: Morning. Morning, Charlie. Um, the lady who called in about her tall palm tree. Yes. They're so hard to part with. We, we're we very familiar with that. Uh-huh. Um. We have a particular kind of palm tree, mm-hmm. which might uh, be like hers, or it might not. In our case, we are able to wrap the stem uh-huh. with uh, peat moss okay, and uh, keep this wet uh-huh. for a period of time, and the palm tree does root out right. in that section. And once it has enough roots, we then cut the stem below that.
3: Right and, and it.
7: suddenly our tree is shorter.
3: Exactly. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So that
7: works in our particular case, but... You have no you know,
3: idea. Is it really a palm that you've got, or could it be a dracaena? Or do you know? You have, do you have any idea? You mean
7: dracaena marginata?
3: Well, there's many kinds of dracaena out there, but yeah, that's no, one. of them.
7: no marginata. No, 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 no. Okay. Or dracaena, no. Okay. Um, it's a palm. I'm just back from Bermuda, where <laughs> <laughs> I was dealing with both palm trees and dracaenas. Yeah, yeah. And not that. Um yeah but Just you're convinced it's palm a po root out yep well what the- in, in a uh, friendly environment mm-hmm. and she might be able to get it to root in which case she can Cut it below the root right. and plug it back in.
2: And
3: what you're referring to is a form of propagation called air layering. Yes. So if anybody wanted to look that up I, you know, on the web, there's good mm-hmm. videos on YouTube on how to do this. And you've explained it very well. Thank you. Um, okay, do I I just, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So you, you're convinced that you have a palm and it worked on your palm.
7: Oh, yes.
3: Huh, interesting. Well, that I'm going to have to do some some looking into because... I find that hard to believe that you can divide a palm with air layering but certainly anything is possible john are, are you yeah, as
2: well it, it might be this kind of that possible. yeah plant yeah. yeah exactly are you okay. a first-time caller john i am well yeah. now there Why, are thank you you have landed <laughs> 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 thank you thanks for the information that's great All right, always bye-bye bye-bye okay. now take care of guelph uh, forest john yeah, it's nice when uh, the callers have information to impart, and uh
3: it, well, no, and what he just talked about mm-hmm. air layering is a is a great way to not only propagate but also mm-hmm. he's like he said shorten a plant that's getting yep. too tall, but. When I think of palms, like I said, the the growing tip of a palm is way down in the bottom part in the center. And when I'm looking at my handy-dandy reference book here, it does say palms, you propagate palms from seed, period. Mm-hmm. There, there's no real other way to, and that they're tough to grow from seed. That's one of the reasons they tend to be fairly expensive plants. Um, however, that's... Be that as it it may, I will do a little bit more research on that to see. And you know what? Becky, our guest, may just have a thought on this because she is a very smart lady. She's also a master gardener, as far as I know. Um, Becky is also the editor-in-chief of Garden Making Magazine. The magazine was originally launched at Canada Blooms and is coming up to its third year anniversary this March. So, of course, Becky and the magazine and her family, it is a family-run business, will be on site at Canada Blooms. Uh, she's joining us to give us the inside scoop about what they're planning for their Canada Blooms display mm-hmm. and special treats and, and incentives for showgoers. And as well, of course, Becky is an expert in many areas and will be on stage. So she's going to share with us when she's on stage and what she's going to be talking about. Well,
8: Good there morning, are. Becky. Hello, Becky. With you. It's huh. snowing where I am. Oh, my hope God. I have a better day. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you
3: are in Niagara, the Le- Niagara-on-the-Lake, are you not? Yes, I am. Oh, don't tell Frank that. He's got to get down to St.
2: Catharines this afternoon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah.
8: It's just a light snow, Frank.
9: Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's and, good.
8: By the way, Becky, this is Frank. Hello, Frank. Nice to meet you. Hi,
2: Becky. It's so nice to meet you. I, I was reading, actually, your little intro uh, as editor-in-chief of uh, the wonderful the design ma- and, issue, yeah, the latest garden, issue, garden making, and I thought it was wonderful of you and so thoughtful to uh, pay homage to Charlie Dobbin uh, and <laughs> here. Right, right off the top, she said, "The years have gone uh, as swiftly as creeping Charlie spreads in our lawn," and I can <laughs> just imagine.
3: Creep. yeah.
2: Well, Charlie gets her wine bag out, you know, when she's <laughs> weeding, and she crawls along there. So, thank you for that. That's very nice of you. Got
3: this visual of me cl- crawling around my lawn. <laughs> No, probably
8: leaps and bounds. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's why my wine is in a bag. Yeah. It would spill otherwise,
2: All, right? ki- all <laughs> kidding aside, though, I've had a chance just to leaf quickly through the book, and it's really a quality, quality uh, magazine. It's sure it sure is.
8: It's very educational and inspirational and beautiful. Oh, well, we try to be all of those things, and we have a, many good people working on the magazine and mm-hmm. good contributors. And... It's been a wonderful three years. That's we're looking forward to more.
3: And you have expanded your subscribership, I would think?
8: Yes, we have. It grows. We have a, a good online presence, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're looking forward to the shows six weeks from now. Um, Blooms. Yeah, just before we talk about Canada Blooms,
3: there was something, was it, you, you promised when you launched this magazine that there would always be, was it 70 pages of editorial?
8: That's right. Always seventy pages. So as we acquire more advertising, mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. because advertising helps pay the bills, no kidding, of interest to readers. Yeah. as we get more advertising, we'll just increase the number of pages in the in the magazine. Because I think it's important to to deliver that information mm-hmm. and and keep it keep it there.
3: Yeah, and not be always at the. Uh What's the word I'm looking for? At the Mercy. Mercy, thank you, of advertising and, and money, finances. That's so. right.
4: I mean,
8: we're, we're a subscriber-driven publication. Um, m- most of our rebe- revenue is from newsstand and from subscribers, and, and we keep in touch with them to find out what they like and mm-hmm. what they want to see more of.
3: Uh, so Garden Making Magazine is on newsstands where?
8: Just about... Um, well, it's on uh, newsstands across the country, uh, Walmart, Shoppers Drug Mart, All Indigo great. Chapters. If you go on our website, GardenMaking.com, there is a store locator. So you just oh, punch in your postal code and it will tell you where the uh, nearest oh, that's great. Yeah. retail. Well
3: outlet. done. Good for you. All right. Well, that's good to hear. And so tell us about this year at Canada Blooms. I know Garden Making Magazine, like we I said, has been at Canada Blooms for the last two Coming up this March the 15th, third year for you, what's the plan?
8: Well, this will be our fourth year. Oh, fourth. My
3: mistake. I think you're right.
8: Yes, and um, this year we will have our booth, and we'll be selling back issues and the current issue, and we'll have some incentives for people to subscribe. Mm -hmm. We also will have um, sort of a container gardening how-to display um, I hope to be there most days and answer questions. And We're don't... also sponsoring speakers. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's yeah. a
3: garden-making speaker series. That's right. Right.
8: So we have a variety of
3: events planned. Yeah, and inspirational, educational, all very consistent with the, the same uh, mission of the magazine. We think
8: so, yeah.
3: Sounds like it to me. Well, And the other thing, when you, you said, and I'm glad you're going to be there, be at Canada Blooms, because one of the things in all my chatting with different exhibitors over the years... It's that when um, people come to Canada Blooms, they often they're uh, and they're very engaged and have questions. They don't just they're not just wandering around sniffing flowers. They're actually looking for information. They have you know brought pictures with them or questions and notebooks and cameras and they're oh they're, definitely they're right into you know kind of picking everybody's brain. And that's one of the things everybody loves about Canada Blooms is that there is all that dynamic you know sort of creative energy.
8: Well, that's true. And we've, as gardeners, we've been pent up for a few, few months. <laughs> months too. Yeah. So we have our lists of questions. Uh, I've had people bring uh, photos of their garden. Mm-hmm. I've had people bring um, plant leaves. <laughs> yeah,
9: yeah. Bugs. And, Bugs and uh, jars. It's
8: just gardeners like to share information. Uh, they like to, as the caller you just had, mm-hmm. like to suggest mm-hmm. different ways of doing things. And they have questions about um, what might have been in a magazine or mm-hmm. uh, um, it, it's it's a great exchange.
3: It is. No, you're absolutely right, because quite a number of my callers have seen something somewhere and then just want to confirm, will that work, you know, here in the GTA or whatever. That's
8: right. So that's right. what do you and think? That's, Go ahead. That's something that we try to stress in the magazine is that, um, you know, we are Canadian and we do, we do talk about what can be grown near where you garden,
4: right? And
3: recognizing the different hardiness zones. Of course, you are in the banana belt down there, in the Niagara well, Peninsula. Yes,
8: but I did say we do have snow, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and
8: it is snowing,
3: as you said. So, what do you think about that last caller? He's got a what he says is a palm tree, and he has successfully air layered it.
8: Well, I understand the concept of air layering. Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, I'll be candid. I don't have. Uh, much experience growing palm trees at all, mm-hmm. and not much of an indoor indoor gardener. Um, but that is my understanding that uh, it's uh, it's a seed propagated. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, he explained it well. It, oh, air yeah. layering is a wonderful way to shorten tall plants. You know, Definitely. big rubber trees and uh, and you know even things like dracenas and and there's a number of plants that can be propagated that way. Well, I'm going to do more research on that just mm-hmm. to to clarify. <clears throat> and he may have a plant that just looks a lot like a palm, and uh, was able to to do that. And so, and would you say your magazine is more for for the beginner gardener or for the experienced gardener?
8: Well, I've, we've had good response from both cohorts uh, because we're thorough, mm-hmm. because we talk about um, we give information in detail. Mm-hmm. I think it appeals to both, mm-hmm. but 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 for the avid gardener, someone who's passionate about plants in mm-hmm. their garden and they want to learn more.
2: Yeah, the I guess uh, was breezing through as you were speaking with Charlie, and a terrific uh, little article about how to sharpen your pruners, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the most important things to do to make sure that your your uh, pruners are are that's absolutely right. clean, they work properly, and then it won't mm-hmm. damage your plants. That's
8: mm-hmm. right, and and we were able to take it. Um, uh, for a few pages and have some, some good step-by-step yeah. photos. So no, having clear. that room in the magazine gives mm-hmm. us an opportunity to tell a whole story.
3: Yeah, that's right, and well, well laid out. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very creative. It's really nicely designed.
8: Thank you. Thank you. So
3: tell us more about so Canada Bloom's booth with some container gardening uh, displays, back issues on sale. Uh, you're there to chat and share, and you're on stage as well.
8: I am, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to that.
3: Tell yeah. us when and what you're I, going to talk about.
8: <laughs> I'll be there Tuesday, March 19th mm-hmm. at 3 p.m., mm-hmm. and I am going to be talking about container gardening because that is a particular Big. passion of mine, and, and it's it's so important for people in the city who might have a balcony or a mm-hmm. small patio or a condo, or, yeah, concrete yeah. pad or whatever, and container gardening is for every type of gardener. Um, and my my theme this year will be more sort of some smart, simple, stylish ways to approach container gardening. Cool. Because I think quite often, especially with new gardeners, they get started and they might lose momentum and mm-hmm. they might be frustrated. And I want to keep those people going.
3: Exactly. Well, I've always found that. Yeah, get, a little bit of success leads to a lot more effort and trials and, and more success. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. so and so when you were talking about all different kinds of plants in container gardens, but just some some good, like you said, simple and stylish ways to be effective
8: that's right that's, i don't want people to be overwhelmed I mm-hmm. mean there is a lot of choice out there, and that's wonderful, mm-hmm. but sometimes people can um can feel overwhelmed, and it's it's such a great way to. Garden longer and yeah. um, garden cleaner, in small spaces <laughs> easier. And, yes, grow food, grow trees, grow anything you want. Well, that's and there's
3: more and more vegetables coming on the market which are very much designed for container that's gardening. Right.
8: They're bred to be shorter, yeah. Yeah. um but still productive. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about those
3: and berry bushes, all kinds of cool things out there.
8: Yes, yeah, good stuff. And the the um, you, the speaker series
3: that you are sponsoring, now that includes Roger Shantz, I believe, who yes, is from the University post,
8: of and Guelph. And are each going to be talking about new plants. Mm-hmm. And uh, gardeners love new things. Mm-hmm. In fact, the issue that will be coming out in spring, which will be on sale uh, at Candler Blooms, at does have a large feature on new plants being introduced
4: this year.
3: Perfect. Everybody wants to know about new plants.
8: Oh, of
4: course.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent all day yesterday teaching a course on annuals to uh, as a professional development course for some mm-hmm. people in the industry, and that of course is always the number one. What What are the new annuals like?
8: Oh, and what's there are lots spe- out
3: there. oh no kidding? And what's special about them? Because how many purple petunias do you need anyway?
8: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there are purple petunias, and then there are purple petunias with green edges, of
2: course.
3: That's right, and they do so many different things, right? (laughs) So
2: So if folks wanted to uh, read more about your Mm -hmm. uh, magazine, go to gardenmaking.com, is that correct?
3: That's correct.
2: That's great.
3: Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Becky, and we'll Well, see you you in a few weeks. It was
8: a pleasure to speak with both of you thank our you pleasure to have you on the show and we'll see you at canada blooms okay good luck with your drive to st Catharines.
2: <laughs> thank you becky i appreciate <laughs> stay that stay warm okay yeah i'll just take it nice and easy thank you <laughs> very right. much bye-bye um, bye. thank you and i see our time is 9 uh, nine forty one almost so Without reference to my Speedo, <laughs> I shall just say Charlie Dobbin for the next moment or so shall talk about a wonderful product <clears> that uh, really is headquartered, uh, their headquarters is in Vancouver. And but I'm not going to look at you because no, then I, I might
3: make eye contact <laughs> and start giggling. I know. That wouldn't be good.
2: Sierra Sil. Yes. Under discussion right now. Actually, it's a monologue uh, provided by Charlie.
3: <laughs> Whether it's improved comfort in your daily routines, easier recovery from exercise, or the freedom to maintain your favorite activities. Sierra Sill offers health you can feel. Now, more information, uh, that's one eight seven seven joint 14 or sierrasill.ca or you can pick up Sierra Sill at many of your local health food stores like The Big Carrot on Danforth Avenue in Toronto.
1: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size There's more going on in the garden than we do realize And should little creatures become a big problem Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740
2: And happy listening on this Groundhog Day 2013 I'm Frank Proctor, this is The Garden Show And uh, here is Charlie Dobbin, all set to talk to Mervin Who's calling in from Mississauga Hi, Mervin
3: Good morning Morning
10: Good morning. It's uh, regarding a couple of jade plants that I have. Mm-hmm. I, I keep them outside during the summertime. I bring them in in the fall. Mm-hmm. And they've recently started to drop. They always drop a few leaves, but uh, more recently they've dropped big clun- clumps of leaves. Oh. I'm not sure if you call them leaves, but, you know. What no, I mean. no,
4: they
3: are on jade plants. On
10: uh-huh, jade y- plants, yeah. yeah.
3: And when the leaves drop, are they kind of yellow and pale?
10: And- no, no, They they're, they're really vibrant looking. They're quite oh. healthy looking. Recently, there was, seemed to be the stalk that attaches to the main stem that seemed to be withered.
3: Right. Have they been subjected to any uh, really um, cold or hot drafts, but particularly cold?
10: Um, well, they're, I keep them near an east-facing window, but uh, there could be a draft, like maybe in the colder days there they yeah. might, when the doors open. Yeah. They may have a little draft. We open the door now and again to go outside, and they may have been subjected to that.
3: Yeah, I'm just wondering if it was that. Now, of course, you're not overwatering them. You're being very careful to only water when they're bone dry.
10: Yeah, I'm just, I just feel them right now. But yeah, I think they are. They're, they're fairly dry. Yeah, yeah they are. They're, it's almost a sandy dryness.
3: Right. And that, I mean, you do want to, a jade is a succulent, so Uh it holds a lot of moisture in its stems and in its leaves. So Uh it's super important that we allow the soil to become completely dry between waterings. Uh Um, To drop a few, to have a few leaves turn a bit yellow, particularly the older leaves, and drop Uh is perfectly normal because all the growing is on the tips and that's where your greener leaves are. Now, if you're getting kind of a withering of the stems and then a, a collapsing of the plant, which is what it sounds like, what comes to my mind is... Uh, temperature, uh-huh. um, that's that's what comes to my mind. So it, it's what I would do when it's really cold. Is cu- one thing is you could get it into a brighter spot. Do you have a, a window that's uh, south or west? Uh huh. Because that would be a brighter, hotter, warmer location yeah. in the winter. The eastern location is perfect in the summer, or like you said, taking it outside is great. Uh-huh. But in the in the winter, we want to give maximum light, and east is uh-huh. is not. Huge yeah, amount. not much light
10: there, yeah.
3: So that it is easier, easier to overwater when the light levels aren't super high. And yeah. and don't put it right in the window. Try and keep it a, a foot or so away from the window just because of the cold coming off of the glass uh-huh. and ensure, obviously, that during the day the curtains are open and that the full light is is coming through to the plant. Um, okay. That's what comes to my mind. And and if I think of anything else, I'll certainly report. So do keep listening. But uh, at this point, I I think it's a temperature thing more than anything
10: other, uh, it's quite an old plant now, mm-hmm. and um, it j- I just seem to have to support the, um, you know, the stem quite a bit. Yeah. Is there any way to strengthen, the, to
3: strengthen mm, the stem? No, but what I would suggest you might want to consider doing is take some cuttings, some, uh-huh. you know, good-looking tip cuttings that are uh-huh. the firm, green, shiny leaves that uh-huh. are about four inches long, and uh-huh. start some new plants.
10: Uh-huh. I tried that, and... Sometimes they'll catch. You know, they'll feel, they'll keep being green, but they don't seem to develop roots. They just seem to uh, develop, you know, a surface kind of hold on the soil, but they don't seem to go deep.
3: Mm. Well, that when you water, do you water deeply and thoroughly, or do you just give a little tiny drink?
10: Well, pr- Probably more a a tiny drink.
3: Okay. So what you need to do is, particularly something like a jade, is Uh allow it to dry right out. So you might water every two, three, four weeks. Uh But when you do water, water thoroughly. Water with whatever amount of water makes sense, one or two or Uh three or four cups of water, Uh enough that it will thoroughly saturate the soil and come out the drainage holes at the bottom. Uh-huh. So it, And that way you will encourage rooting down deeper. If yeah. you do all your watering on the surface of the soil, you will end up with a lot of superficial roots. Uh-huh. Okay. And that could be what's going on. But I find sometimes jades, they get old. And uh-huh. when they get old, if they... Well, they I shouldn't say sometimes. Jades can live for a very long time. And so we often will have 20, 30, 40-year-old jade plants in our homes. Uh-huh. But the trick is... You have to keep them in maximum amount of light in order uh-huh. to keep them up as a dense and a compact growth. Uh-huh. If the light levels get too low, the plant will have what are called long internodes or big distances between the leaves on the stems uh-huh. and that's an indication of low light levels uh-huh. and that, again, is weak growth and the, the weight of the, the new growth tends to make the, the branches flop and then before you uh-huh. know it, you got little s- stakes and trellises and <laughs> strings all over the place holding them up. Yeah. And you don't want that because that's not ultimately going to be a healthy plant or a good looking plant. You could consider are, are cutting it.
10: Should they be fertilized at all? Someone told me that, that you could actually get them to bloom periodically in the.
3: In perfect conditions, yes. Perfect conditions oh. are very high light levels, higher oh, okay. than an eastern window. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, um, you should fertilize, but not now. Now uh-huh. is the time when plants like jades are, are having their sleepiest time of the year. They're uh-huh. really very little new growth on them. They're just hanging out, waiting for the big burst of growth that's going to come as the days get longer. So no fertilizer now. We wait until March. Uh-huh. Starting in March, yes, it is appropriate to fertilize about once a month when uh-huh. it comes to a jade plant. Uh, but like I said, water thoroughly in between and get it into more light.
2: Okay. Uh, Mervin, uh, if I may, is I do believe you're a first-time caller. Are you not? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I, I think I recognize that brogue. You see. Oh no. Oh yes, wonder. Exactly. I love. No. I love an Irish. I love that. Yeah, and then you're looking forward to March the 17th as I am. So uh, that's... we 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 just had
10: Groundhog Day today, so that sounded good. So yeah, the next big event, well, next big event, I guess, is is uh, Valentine's Day. Better say that for my. Oh, life. Oh, oh, oh,
2: yes! you got us yeah, both out of right, trouble. Yeah. There. <laughs> Thanks, Mervin, for calling in. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks
3: a for lot. Taking my call. Thank our you. Our pleasure.
2: Okay, 9.49 our time. As uh, we just charge along here on a Saturday morning, we have a number of calls to get to. Uh going to be back in just a moment to talk to Jane in Blue Water. Uh, and uh, do you have anything to add here, Charlie? It looks like you're doing a little research as I'm yakking. No? Yeah, you go
3: right ahead and oh, yak. Ah, yeah, you hey, okay. go a fine job.
2: All right, then I'll turn things over to Dan, our producer, who shall get the word on the air from some of our fine sponsors
4: daffodils and daisies bluebells and begonias for scythia and fox clubs marigolds magnolia lavender and lupins dahlias delphiniums stalks frogs hollyhocks tulips and sweet williams
1: you pick picked the right place for everything floral this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio am 740.
2: And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here. Delighted to introduce Jane from Blue Water to Charlie this morning. Hi, Jane.
9: Good morning, and happy Groundhog Day to both of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a question, Charlie, and then I'm going to hang up the phone and write like crazy if you have (laughs) the information right handy at your fingertips. I heard you telling the steps to preserving your Christmas poinsettia. Mm
8: -hmm.
9: When I was driving in my car, it was one of, of the through the week, messages that you have on the radio mm-hmm. and if you had those if you would read them out and if not, maybe on next week's program you'd read them out again while I'm sitting down so I can <laughs> write it down.
3: Okay, no problem. I think I can probably give it to you
9: now if you want to hang up and grab your pencil. I will do that. I have the pencil. I'll hang up and turn on the radio. Thank you so much and have a great day. Okay, Jane. Bye, Jane.
2: Thank you. Well, we better get her busy writing there. Alright, uh, so, right. so
3: what Jane is referring to is that i am pre i, I do little tips during mm-hmm. the week about a minute minute and a half tips and one of the tips either this past week or the week before was on the poinsettia and of course many people received one at christmas and now it's in their homes and they start to drop some of those colorful leaves and of course the little flowers which are those little balls up on top have Mm -hmm. all gone completely to flower and they're all fuzzy and dropped off like look like little pom-poms so the trick now is how do you keep this poinsettia alive and happy and healthy to still have it as a good looking plant for next christmas so number one Do not overwater. Keep moist but not wet. Never let it sit in water. Poinsettias are very susceptible to temperature changes, so keep it right away from hot drafts and cold drafts. You'll probably find a good spot in the house. And, you know, bright, it can be bright indirect light, uh, not right in a window but close to a bright window is perfect. And uh, what we usually do is, in the next month or so, it'll be time to cut the plant down. So we'll be taking the top maybe two to three inches off of the plant. That will cause a certain amount of bushiness and branching out. And the idea after that is we start to fertilize. We're going to get some growth happening. Spring is in the air. Fertilize once a month. Get the plant outside once we're frost free into a shady location. Leave it in the shade. Enjoy that plant out as as a plant in your garden. Keep it in the pot if you want to bring it back in or plant the pot in the garden. But again, bring it in, in the as it starts to cool down. And in August, usually late August, early September, we'll bring it into the house. And shortly thereafter, we start our treatment to get the coloration to, to color up again. And that's a light, dark treatment that we'll do later. But for now, it's strictly watering as necessary, careful to not overwater, and trim it down, uh, like I said, in the next couple of weeks, just to, to force some branching and some bushiness.
2: There we are. Boy, I bet you were just scrambling to that, and that pencil was flying (laughs) along a mile a minute there. Hope you got it all down, Jane. Thank you for uh, the question. And, uh, Charlie, thank you for the answer. Uh, Gee, Rosemary in Mount Forest, uh, next on the line here. Good morning, Rosemary.
4: Good morning. Morning. I'd like to ask about a prayer plant. Mm -hmm. I've had them. The first one died. Now I have another one. And the new leaves come out. It seems to be doing fine. But even the new leaves and the old leaves, all the ends go brown. Am I watering it too much, or should I have it in a certain place?
3: Are you, when you water, is it water straight out of the tap, or is it water that no, has No, no, no.
4: And I have one of those glass ball things that the, the water goes in by itself when it needs water. Uh-huh. And it's on a west-northwest window. Okay. Maybe it's too cold.
3: No, you know what it probably is at this time of year? When the the leaf tips turn brown and crispy. No, but the the
4: big leaves Mm -hmm. are green and fine. Mm -hmm. It's all just at the end.
3: Yeah, the tips. That's what I was just saying. When the the tips of the leaves turn brown and and get crispy, that is an indication of lack of humidity.
4: Oh, okay. So
3: what I would do is get out a little mister and start. Yeah, mist- I got one. Good. So mist that plant a couple of times a day. The yeah. other, the other oh, okay. thing you can do is make yourself a little pebble tray. So just yeah. w- with a whatever um, waterproof tray, whether it's plastic or whatever, fill up some gravel, good inch or so of gravel into a into a any kind of a container. Put water into the container.
4: To and the, take this glass ball thing I have that feeds itself out?
3: Uh, that can stay in, as far as I know. The trick, though, is that you want the plant on top of the gravel with water constantly evaporating around it, and uh, that will okay. raise the humidity around the plant.
4: Oh, thank you so much. Okay, and that should solve you problem. my neighbor next door, she's passed on now, and uh, she just loved this prayer plant, mm. and then they gave me hers, okay. and then I got another one. <laughs> And the first one, of course, passed on, yeah. and now I have another one, and this is what's
3: happening. Yeah, yeah. it does like a fair amount of moisture, so your water and gizmo is probably not a bad idea. Um, okay. they, they do like to be kept fairly moist, but I, the main thing you've got going on right now is lack of lack of humidity because of the winter, the dry air in winter. So okay. whatever you can do to raise the humidity, you'll find that plant will be much happier. Oh,
4: thank much. And I am Irish, and I'm a first-time caller. <laughs> oh, my bless your
2: heart, darling.
4: <laughs> May I, God bless mine, too. March 17th is coming.
2: You betcha. <laughs> God I'll bless be, and take okay. care. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you much. for your call. <laughs> have great Frank, fun. Frank, you are just too much. Well, you know, there's I'm, I'm half Irish, <laughs> as I am. Um, oh, Proctor. The, Proctor. There you go.
3: Uh, we're going to talk more about Irish uh, and as we get closer to St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, but one of the things that's happening at Canada Blooms this year is we have a Garden that is sponsored by the by Tourism Ireland, ah. and it is an amazingly huge, beautiful. It's going to be a real taste of Ireland inside this garden.
2: Absolutely, and great.
3: this year um, Ireland has. He's got a, a promotional campaign going on around people coming to visit. It's called the Gathering, so anybody with Irish descent has been encouraged to come to Ireland. There's lots of celebrations going on all year, so it's quite a quite a big deal. And uh, there's March 17th, of course, is happening oh, yes. at Canada Blooms. Yep. Maybe that's the day you should come visit. Well, I will. There you go, because we can, uh, you know, have I'll, ourselves a I'll little do that toast in memory
2: of my mum, Kitty Proctor, mm-hmm. who, although she was born in Toronto, she was as Irish as. Patty's Pig. We yeah. all had we all had to wear green on uh, on Saint Patty's <laughs> Day, and oh yeah, it was it, just great memories. <laughs> Do we have time for one more caller, Charlie? Oh, only if it's a fast one. All righty, let's Leona. Try. Let's uh, try and keep it succinct here mm-hmm. as, as we go to Port Colburn. Good morning. Good morning.
5: I'm glad you took my call. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's one of these ivies that's green with white in between the leaves, uh-huh. and it just it just grows. It doesn't flower. It out but lately i've noticed at the tips of the leaves i heard a lady talking to pretty near similar mm-hmm. to mine mm-hmm. it looks like it's burnt mm-hmm.
3: and it's just on the tips and and again do you water with the water straight out of the tap or yes. is it- oh, no no i let it sit and then i water it okay good so i would suspect you're probably got the same issue going on as our last caller rosemary's plant the tips were turning brown it is very much connected to low humidity uh-huh. So if you can get out a little mister and spritz that, that plant of yours a couple of times a day uh-huh. and do anything that you can to raise the humidity around the plant, including providing a tray of pebbles full of water below the plant, that will probably solve your problem.
5: Well, I put it, I put it in the sink every once in a while and just put the spray on it. Okay, good. You know, but it just, uh, like I say, it's just on the tips. And if you touch it, it's crinkly.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: just like it's been burned. And,
3: and you're not you're not fertilizing it this time of year, are you? No, no. Okay, no. good. Because sometimes fertilizer burn will will look like that. The tips will get crispy. Uh-huh. But you, otherwise, if it's not uh, straight out of the tap, cold water, and it's not fertilizer burn, then I suspect lack of humidity.
5: Oh, that's good because it's grown like it's grown like crazy. It's okay. hanging down over the plant now. <laughs> but just every once in a while, I see one of the leaves. I gotta take it off.
3: All right. There you go. Well, that happens. You know, yep. Yep. it's just looking, keeping them clean and tidy, and yep. they're happy for it.
5: Okay, then. Thanks, Thank Leona. You have a
3: good week. And yeah, you, you too. Leona, okay. before you yep. go, are you a first time caller? No. You're not.
2: Okay. Ah, very good. There okay. you go. Thanks.
3: Good to hear from a you again. Stalwart, okay.
2: regular caller. Take Way to care. go. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, coming up at 11 o'clock yes. this morning, the yes. Natural yes. Health Show yes. at 11. But yes. before that, one of the most, if I may say so, fun programs, <laughs> even if you're not a car affectionate. Not funner
3: than us, though. Well,
2: no. No, no. No, no, How could that happen? No. Uh, but <laughs> Helen Gelman and uh, Dave Rediger, the Who are uh, Dave's currently Corner Garage, revving their engines. They're in they're in getting warmed up from a cold drive in this morning and they're set <laughs> to go shortly.
3: All right. And so you have a great show later on. Thank you Dan for all your great support. Have a great show guys and thanks to all the great
0: callers. You betcha. We'll see you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio.